Thank you. Welcome wherever you're gathered today. It's great to be speaking again to the whole of Kingsgate. Somebody came up to me and said, when I heard you were speaking, I thought, oh, they brought Dave out of retirement. I thought, no, just making room for a great and a growing team. Why don't we thank God for our amazing preaching team? And I thought there's still plenty of life in this boy yet. So with that in mind, it's my pleasure to launch our, not just our new series, but our new season focusing on breakthrough. And the, sub, the title of my message today is, Let's Break Through Like Never Before. Let's break through Kingsgate individually and collectively like never before. Let me define the word breakthrough. A couple of dictionary definitions. Breakthrough has the sense of breaking through a barrier often leading to a sudden advance. Breaking through a barrier, often leading to a sudden advance. Let me give you a couple of uh, examples. First from the whole area of sport. Uh, For, you know, most of history, uh, we've had people running fast, but nobody for most of history was able to run a mile in under four minutes. There was a barrier. It was a physical barrier. It was a mental barrier. It was just deemed impossible. You couldn't do that. Then, in 1954, a guy called Roger Bannister broke that barrier for the first time that we know. He broke that barrier, he ran under uh, a mile in under four minutes, and as a result of one man going before and breaking that barrier, suddenly uh, a new reality opened up, and apparently since then, over 1,400 people have also run the mile in under four minutes. Why? A barrier was broken, it opened up a new reality, and many people followed. I want to just pause there and say that the greatest barrier that's ever been broken in history was 2,000 years ago when Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came. He shed his blood for us, he rose from the dead, he ascended to the Father's right hand, and he broke the power of sin and death once and for all, and gave us an opportunity to enter into God's Bless plan for our lives. Isn't he amazing? Let me give you an, another example. Uh, in 1876, we had the first telephone call, the first telephone call. Up until then, nobody was able to contact one another that way. But in 1876, somebody made the first telephone call. And then for nearly 100 years, humanity had the opportunity to contact one another via a phone. The only problem was, and most of us were happy with it, you could only do so via a landline. How many of you are old enough to remember when you could only make phone calls through a landline? Some of you are looking on like, you old fuddy-duddies, you. Anyway, and then in 1973, somebody did something that we, many of us would have thought was impossible. They invented something called a mobile phone. That was only 1973. The technological barrier was broken. Imagine putting that in your pocket and carrying around. No, don't. And now, if we look back, we think, how do we live without mobile phones? Do you agree that one technological breakthrough has literally changed the world we live in? Now we accept the new reality, but we were pretty happy with the old reality, weren't we? Well, I was anyway. So what's the point? I'm saying this. I believe that through Jesus Christ, God has far more for us than we've experienced. We don't have to earn it. He's paid for it. 
but prophetically we are sensing the Lord speaking to us at a church that as we go into these 30 days, it's a preparation for our 30-year celebration and this word about entering into a new era, I believe that we are going to go into an era and a season of experiencing things that previously we would have said we've never experienced before. Just like Roger Bannister did something unprecedented, how many ready for an unprecedented move of God, unprecedented sense of His presence, unprecedented miracles, unprecedented salvations and baptisms and life change? Last 30 years have been great. I want to tell you the best is yet to come. So we're going to break through and that's what we're focusing on over these next 30 days. You can probably tell I'm pretty excited at what God's going to do. I am super expectant of what the Lord is going to do in your life, in my life, and in us as a church family. Now, when we think about breakthrough, I think first we need to think about breaking through into a new reality. We were in, in one season or one area, and we break through to a different dimension. But sometimes, in order for us to break through into something new that God's calling us, We have to allow the Holy Spirit to do a deeper work in us to help us break through from things that are hindering us moving forward. I mean, let's just give an example. It could be, you know, if you're dominated by fear, how many know it's hard to enter in in faith to what God has for you if fear is crippling you? Yeah? How many know if you've got strife in your relationships and you're, you're constantly bombarded with unforgiveness, it's really hard to be excited about the future? And so I could go on, you know, there may be financial issues, relational, spiritual, emotional, that the things in our lives that can stop us, well, I want to tell you in Jesus' name, part of this 30 days is us getting rid of stuff and saying, Holy Spirit, we welcome you, do a deeper work in our lives. We want to get free from things in order that we might enter into what you have for us in Jesus' name. I mean, imagine with me multiple personal breakthroughs all across every Kingsgate location. Do you think the the atmosphere would be even better? Better? Do you think God would, be, Holy Spirit would almost be freer to do a greater work in us and through us? You see, revival starts with the people of God. It starts in doing something in us, and then it breaks out into the surrounding world. So, I'm conscious that as well as this collective breakthrough, many of us have probably got individual areas either in our lives or maybe there's people around us. We say we want to see some breakthroughs there. And some of you, the, the problem may be so huge, it feels overwhelming. Well, if so, I, I want to encourage you from one of the great breakthrough stories in the Bible. It's from 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And over the next four weeks, we're going to look at uh, this story to encourage us and inspire us for breakthrough. Story starts um, in verse 1, and it's about a guy called King Jehoshaphat, generally a good king in Judah, and the people facing a sudden and a seemingly overwhelming challenge. Let me read from verse 1. It says, The Moabites and Ammonites, and with them some of the Myrnites, came against Jehoshaphat for battle. Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, A great multitude is coming against you from Eden, from beyond the sea. And behold, they are in Hazaz and Tamar, that is En Gedi. Then Jehoshaphat was afraid. I'm not surprised. Notice the scale of the problem. Here he is. He is facing 
a vast army or a great multitude. If you read through the passage, I'd encourage you to go home and read through Chronicles 20 sometime this week. You'll see that the chronicler keeps repeating this phrase, a vast army or a great multitude. What the, problem, what the chronicler wants to tell us by the Spirit is the problem is huge. How many of you ever faced a huge problem? Even an overwhelming problem. Well, here, it's not only a huge problem, it's not only the idea it's vast... Can I say, it may seem vast to us and it seemed vast to them, but it doesn't seem vast to our God who is greater. It's a vast problem, but also it was like multiple problem because it wasn't just one army, there were three armies all gathered together. I don't know about you, but sometimes I find when one problem comes, two or three are trying to come behind them. And then the third thing about this problem, it's not just vast and it's a multiple problem, but it, was, it came suddenly. Here's Jehoshaphat in Jerusalem, and he gets this news, and it's not like, oh, there's an army miles away coming. No, suddenly this army appear. They come from the east of what we know as Israel through. They come to the other side of the Dead Sea, Jerusalem's side. They're now only 20, 25 miles away, and there was this sense of it's, it's not just a threat, but it's an imminent threat. How many of you have ever had bad news, or, you know, and, uh, and it may be real or imagined, and, and that produces fear? And so this is a, an overwhelming problem, there's multiple problems, and it comes, and there's a sense of panic. Jehoshaphat was afraid, but what I love about this story, he didn't let his fear overwhelm him. He did what all of us need to do, which is he turned to the Lord of the breakthrough. He knew that vast as this problem was, that his God was greater. And so we carry on in verse 3. It says, Jehoshaphat set his face to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah assembled to seek help from the Lord. From all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Notice there's a phrase there that's repeated three times. Did you get it? What's the phrase? Seek the Lord. It's actually two Hebrew words, but it's translated here three times as seek the Lord. And it's a theme all the way through the book of Chronicles, which is when people seek the Lord in a crisis, he breaks through and he helps them. And I'm not going to go through the whole story, but let me just give you a heads up. They position themselves to seek the Lord. Next week, really excited about Pete Gregg coming, founder of uh, 24-7 Prayer International. And he's going to talk on prayer and we see how Jehoshaphat prayed Then God speaks to them. Then they go out, and rather than fighting with natural weapons, they go out with one of the greatest weapons available to us, which is the weapon of praise. And as they go out praising the Lord, the Lord sets ambushes against this vast multitude. And as a result... God does an amazing victory. There's, t- there's breakthrough, there's a turnaround, and it takes them three days to gather the spoils from that massive victory. How many of you'd like to see some overwhelming situations totally turned around to complete breakthrough because the Lord is going to act on our behalf? Amen? Come on, let's give him praise in advance. He is the Lord of the breakthrough. And can I just say, if they saw such a great breakthrough then, they were, they were fighting against physical enemies. The Bible says we don't fight against flesh and blood, but we do have a real enemy. We fight against powers and principalities. But we're in a better place than they were because we are living, aren't we, 
post Jesus Christ coming, post the ultimate final victory of history, which is um, his coming, his death, burial, and resurrection. And we're waiting for the completion of his rule and reign. And in these in-between times, we can be assured of ultimate victory, but we also need to realize we're still in a battle. Have you worked that one out yet? Although Jesus has come and we, we, we know ultimately the battle's settled, the, the, the war's won, we still have to fight. And so I think there are things that we can learn from this Old Testament story about what they did and what God did in response to what they did that we can apply right now into our 30-day season as we look ahead. So, two exhortations. First is, Kingsgate, let's go for it like never before. Let's go for it like never before. By going for it, I mean let's seek the Lord as they did like never before. I I love what it says here. It says, Jehoshaphat set his face to seek the Lord. The NIV brings out slightly clear. It says, he resolved. Say resolved. He resolved to inquire the Lord. You know, when you resolve to do something, almost like that power of choice, the power of your will is really important, isn't it? If you say, if you really resolve to do something and you say nothing's going to stop me, it's really hard to move you off course, isn't it? See, sometimes when it comes to life, we can be resolved. And when it comes to issues of our spiritual walk or whatever, we can be a bit, well, well, you know, maybe breakthrough will come. It'd be nice if it happens. And, you know, what's this 30 days about? No, no. At the start of this 30 days, let's make a decision, a resolve. We're not going to drift through the rest of the 30 days. We are going to resolve, Kingsgate, to seek the Lord like never before. To go for it like never never before. Three ways I want to encourage us. Firstly, let's go for it like never before. You're going to love this first one with fasting. It says, Jehoshaphat proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Notice it wasn't just Jehoshaphat, the leader, fasting. He basically declared a national fast. It's like over the, so let me just apply. It's like all of Kingsgate, listen up. I am, we are proclaiming a holy fast. Let it settle. <laughs> so what is fasting and why do we need to fast? Why is it important? Why, when they're seeking the Lord, does he proclaim a fast? Why don't they just seek the Lord full stop? Why with fasting? Well, fasting is a, it's a biblical practice. It's all the way through the Bible. And it's particularly associated with the idea of humbling yourself before Almighty God with the idea that as you humble yourself, um, He can do more and it's more opportunity to seek Him. It's like extra fervency to our seeking. I, I often think that fasting doesn't so much change, it doesn't change God, but it changes us. Uh, I, I remember as a, a young Christian, I'd been saved for about three, four months, and I was up at uni, and I read a book by a guy called Richard, Richard Foster called Celebration of Discipline. And in one of the chapters, he starts talking about fasting. And I just had this sense, I needed to start fasting. And, and the, the, the decision I made was that for the foreseeable future, I was going to fast a day a week, a full 24 hours. Now, what you need to understand, I mean, I like food now a lot. But then as a 20-year-old student playing a lot of sport, I ate like a horse. I mean, I just love food. And so when it came to starting out on this fasting journey, let's just say I had an internal rebellion. 
in my stomach, that is. And it was like, I found it so difficult because I'd realized that for 20 years I just ate whatever I felt like with not a lot of self-control. And Hamlet's great at that age, you can do it and it doesn't show up, it's amazing. But I knew that I had to bring my body under subjection. And so as I started fasting, the first few weeks were really tough. It felt like every time I walked past the canteen, the pies smelt better than ever. I mean, they just like every, every smell and people cooking in there, you know, in the kitchens, on the corridors. It was like, it was like, come and eat me, eat me, eat me. And I, did, and I almost remember, I love Jesus more than you pie. <laughs> and and I, I actually learned to talk to myself. I say, stomach, you're not my master. Body, you're not my master. Jesus is my Lord, and I'm going to go his way and do things his way. What I started to find, two things. Number one was as I started doing it regularly, I set almost like, okay, this hour, 24 hours on. I think it was a water-only fast. I did it for months and months. And two things started happening. Number one, physically it got easier. Why? Because I was training my body. How many know that your body can and needs to be trained? And as I started training myself physically... I noticed something even more important happened, which was my, my soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions started lining up with the Spirit of God. I started being able to hear God better. I started to getting freer in my Christian life. Put simply, through fasting, I started getting breakthroughs. And if I look back, I'd say that would be one of the key turning points in my life. I made a decision to fast. You know, if, if you can't say no to a piece of pie... You might not be able to as easily say no to a bit of porn. Because you see, we train ourselves in one area and we get stronger in another area to resist temptation that's coming against us in Jesus' name. And I'm so excited at the thought of a church rising up in new strength to go God's way, not man's way. A few years on after that, I remember reading a book on, on fasting, and this guy used an illustration that I found really helpful. If you imagine this triangle as the full will of God for your life, how many know God's got a great plan for your life? Jesus came, paid the price. Ephesians 1.3 says that we've now been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. Can I say again, there is so much more that God wants to do in and through your life and in and through my life. So we don't earn the blessing of God. We enter into it. But sometimes, in fact, probably in all of our lives, even though we get born again and we have the Spirit of God in us, there can be areas in our lives and certainly areas in um, other situations we're praying for where we need breakthrough, we need freedom. If you imagine that bottom part of the triangle being what I call normal, normal breakthrough through ordinary means, so as you pray as you seek to listen to God and read the Word and walk in the Spirit, much transformation happens in our lives because God is good and the Holy Spirit's in our life. But how many of you found that from time to time you come up against a problem that seems more stubborn? Ever face an issue where you say, I just don't seem to be able to shift this thing? There's the, you feel stuck. Maybe you just generally feel stuck in your spiritual life. And you say, what is it? Why am I not breaking through? Maybe there's a besetting sin or a habit or some kind of hang-up. And you just say, I can't get through. 
Well, I believe that's where fasting can really help. And so if you imagine that top part of the triangle to represent some of those more stubborn areas, when we do uh, praying and obeying God and we combine it with fasting, I believe we can break through into areas that sometimes wouldn't be possible otherwise. Not that we earn it, it just means that we say to God, I'm really serious about this. And I'm going to allow you to do a complete and a deeper work in me than I've ever allowed you to do before. You up for that? Uh, I remember um, one of the stories of Jesus. He's, he helps his disciples out. They, they're facing a, a situation where there's a, a young boy and he's got a, an evil spirit, a demon that's basically messing his life up. And they try and cast this demon out of the little boy. And they fail. So they, they bring them out and say, Jesus, we couldn't do it. Can you come and do it? Can you help us out? And so Jesus comes along, and after a bit of an engagement, no surprise, Jesus casts this uh, demon out. And so the disciples, afterwards, they say, Jesus, we need, we need a bit of a, a lesson here. How come we couldn't cast this out? Implication of the story is they've probably been able to cast out other, in other situations. So they said, what was it about this situation that meant we couldn't get a breakthrough? And I love Jesus' response. He didn't say, well... It's because I'm the son of God and you're not. He is the son of God. But here he's almost like operating in his humanity under the anointing of the Spirit. I love what Jesus said. It says, this kind, we don't know exactly why, but this kind implying there was something about this specific issue that was particularly challenging, that was particularly resistant. He says, this kind can only come out by prayer and some manuscripts Add and fasting. And I thought, wow. If Jesus, the Son of God, said that, that he prepared himself for ministry and for greater effectiveness through prayer and fasting, and we know that he did that. He spent 40 days praying and fasting in the wilderness before he started his ministry. So this is not a luxury. This is not just an Old Testament deal. This is something that I believe that with a God, if we want an upgrade, how many ready, ready to go into a new reality, a new level of blessing, new, new time of breakthrough? Well, sometimes we've got to respond to God and say, we want to get serious. And Lord, if fasting is part of the deal, we're going to do it in Jesus' name and we're going to smile about it. <laughs> that was very muted. So as we go into this 30-day season, can I encourage you, get your prayer shield out. There's extra teaching on fasting. It talks about different types of fasting. It can be water only, can be juice, and a longer fast like this. Uh, maybe you want to do sort of Daniel fasting or partial fasting, healthy fasting. Whatever it is, um, make a decision, be at peace about it, stick to it, and watch what God's going to do. So that's the first thing. We're going to seek the Lord like never before with fasting. But if we understand the whole Bible teaching on fasting, it's not just about not eating food. It's actually about using that time to be a blessing. And in Isaiah 58, there's a, there's a passage where basically God says, I'm going to teach you what true fasting looks like. And it's related to what we're going to be doing over these 30 days, which is blessing others. Can we say that? Blessing others others. It links. You see, our 30 days of prayer and fasting aren't disconnected. They're linked to blessing others. Listen to this, verse uh, 6 to 8 of Isaiah 56, 58. It says, God says, is this not the kind of fasting I've chosen 
to loose the chains of injustice, to untie the cords of the yoke, to, to set the oppressed free. And I like this. We've got a breakthrough verse coming. And what? Break, Break every yoke. Now, that could be yokes in our own life, but I think the context is go and help set other people free. Don't just think about your breakthrough. Don't just think about humbling yourself before the the Lord. Don't just get all pious on yourself. Part of breakthrough is going to come as you go out and you look to do good in Jesus' name and break other people's yokes. And then he continues, is it, and he gets practical, is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them? Great scriptures there on serving people in practical ways. But I love this. When you do that to others... When you go and make it your life mission to set other people free, look at this for a promise. Then your light will break forth and like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Do you see the link there? Here they're they're saying, we want breakthrough, Lord. And the Lord said, yeah, and you go and help others break through and your breakthrough is going to quickly come in Jesus' name. And so... That's not the motive for why we go and do good for others. We go and do good and we want to bless them because we want to show them how much God loves them. Is that right? But you know, as you go and you think, Lord, every day, why not pray this prayer? I love praying this prayer. Every time I do it, God seems to move in a different way in my day. When I say, Lord, who do you want to bless through me today? Happened to me yesterday. I won't go into the story. It was just incredible. It was like I'd opened myself up. There was an opportunity to speak and connect and listen to somebody. God used it. And so be open to the promptings of the Spirit. Some, they may be really little things. You say, well, it's only little. Yeah, but it might change somebody's day. And that might even point them towards Jesus Christ. Who knows the seeds you're sowing for eternity. So let's go out and let's, um, let's do true fasting Let's bless others. And then thirdly, of course, let's pray. Fasting is not just doing without food. It is giving us more time and space to feast on God. That's what they did in 2 Chronicles 20. They were fasting for this reason. It says, the people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Do you need help from the Lord? To seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. And so we've done many seasons of seeking God in prayer over 30 years. You say, what's different about this one? Well, I believe that there's something very powerful about what we are stepping into now. This is the first time in our history when for 30 days we've gone for 24-7 prayer. I'm so excited already. Amazing kind of uh, numbers of people signing up. I'm just excited. You know, Many of the hours we've already got five people deep, as it were, standing as watchmen. Think about it, night and day, people seeking God, calling on God, saying, Lord, let your kingdom come, let your will be done. Something's going to happen. But this is not just for a, a, a minority of keen prayers, this is for everyone. And I want to encourage you, if you've not yet gone on the, the website and signed up for, for, for prayer slots, do so. You say, wow, don't know if I could pray for now. Well, that's why we've given you the prayer shield. You know, why not pray the Lord's Prayer? Follow the, the outline. Pray. Pray in the Spirit if you can. Pray in tongues. Pray the prayer of Jabez. If you've still got time left, pray the uh, Apostle Paul's prayers. Expect God to speak to you. Expect God 
to, to, to meet with you. And we, we've even produced little video teachings, uh, devotionals that you can watch to help inspire you. I, I want to say whether you've been praying for years and you're just stepping on, I think there's something about the whole of Kingsgate being mobilized for a new season of 30 days of prayer. You excited about that? I think the Lord is going to do amazing things. So that's the main heart of what I want to say. Let's go for it like never before. But as well as going for it, as well as it wholeheartedly seeking the Lord, I believe that we are called to seek the Lord with renewed faith, with new expectancy. So my second point is this. Let's believe for it like never before. Let's go for it like never before. Let's believe for it like never before. What do I mean by that? Let's believe for breakthroughs. Let's believe that we are going to step into something unprecedented to another level, another dimension of what God has called us to live in. That's what they did in 2 Chronicles. They were expectant that God would come through for them. How could they be expectant when they're facing this great army? Partly because they knew the God of their history. He'd done it in the past many times. But also, if you track the story back, it's quite clear that Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah are calling on the Lord based on an earlier promise that God had given Solomon in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Some of you may be familiar with this scripture. It's what's known as a classic revival verse. Let me, in fact, let's all read it together. 2 Chronicles 7, verse 14. Where have you gathered? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. You see, Jehoshaphat knew this, this, this condition, these conditions, this promise. If they sought him, God would answer. What are we doing over 30 days? We're humbling ourselves. We're seeking his face. We're praying. We're not just turning from our wicked ways. We're going out and wanting to do good. So here's the stunning promise. You ready for it? Threefold promise. Number one, God says, when you do this, I will hear from heaven. Do you think God has the answers to every situation, every problem, every crisis? I want to tell you, church, there's an incredible promise here that as we seek him, we have a father in heaven who loves us, who has all the power, all the willingness, all the resources to change our lives and those that we're praying for. He will hear from heaven. Do you know in heaven, there's no lack, there's no death, there's no division, there's no sickness. We can pray, Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Let there be, are you ready for this? An invasion of heaven into our lives and into our homes and into our world like we've never seen before. You ready for that? Ready for a breakthrough into something unprecedented that we'll see answers to prayer as we're seeking God night and day for this next 30 days. And some of the prayers are going to be manifested almost immediately and some of them almost like we're, we're sowing stuff up and in the timing of God, we're going to see a downpour and a deluge in days to come. It's like the heavens are going to open. You think, whoa, what suddenly happened? The suddenly was a result of us seeking God during these 30 days. Amen. Come on, let's give him praise in advance. He will hear from heaven. Secondly, he promises he will forgive and free us. He will forgive and free us. That's what he said, didn't it? He? he says, I will hear their, hear their prayers, I'll hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin. I mean, if we've got sin in our lives, we need to confess it. 
And thank God, if God was forgiving them in the Old Testament, how much more is, are we going to get not just forgiven, but cleansed and set free by the blood of Jesus Christ? Jesus' blood still has power today to forgive and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You ready for a deeper work of God in your life? And I deliberately include that word free us because it's not, it's not just that God wants to forgive our sin, but he wants us to free us from all the effects of sin in our lives. Back to the beginning, talking about uh, situations, crises. Maybe you're, being, you're feeling overwhelmed a particular. Why don't you write down, what do you want God to do for you in these 30 days? What about family members, friends, work colleagues, people you want to see a breakthrough? Get specific before God. Write it down and say, Lord, will you come? Will you move? Will you hear from heaven? Will you forgive and will you set free? Lord, I want breakthroughs in Jesus' name. Be tenacious about it. And then share it with people in your life group. Share it with others. Say, this is what we're going for. We're going to agree together in Jesus' name. And just I had a thought, you know, why not? If you say, well, I'm not sure I want to pray an hour of power on my own. Get together with somebody else. Or why not FaceTime and do it together? There's power in agreement in Jesus' name. So it says, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive. And I've added and free us from our sins. And then thirdly, I want to finish with this. He will heal our land. Our nation needs another move of God. I want to say it again. Our nation needs another move of God. It's the only hope for our nation. It's not whether no deal Brexit, good deal Brexit. We need to pray for all that stuff. It's not this, this government, that government. This, it's, it's about God coming and ruling and reigning in our nation again. I, I, many of you know I spent much of my life in church history, particularly in revival history. I spent seven years basically studying a leading character in one of the, probably the greatest revivals this nation has ever seen in the, in the, the, the 18th century. And it kind of does something in you. It says, Lord, I've seen what you can do. I've seen the new reality that's possible. But Lord, in our day, in our time, please do it again. Please do it again, Lord. Please do it again. Heal our land. Come and move. We, we look to you, Lord. You are the help and you are the hope for our nation. No one else, nothing else can do what you can do. You see, it's nearly 70 years since we've had anything like what people call a classic revival when God's Spirit was outpoured, not just on a church, but it spilled out into a community in a sovereign way. It's in 1949. That's too long. Lord, it's too long. It was in the Hebrides. And like most revivals, it started when God burdened certain people to pray. It was a church leader and his, his leadership. There were two 80-plus-year-old sisters, one blind, one arthritic. They were housebound. They started praying. And in the same little village, unbeknown to them, were seven young men. And they're not just praying any kind of prayers. They're praying, let's go for it like never before. Let's believe for it like never before kind of prayers where they were persistent. But they started claiming promises from the word about revival and saying, Lord, we're not going to quit. We're not going to give up until kind of prayers. And as they started praying, it was like, 
That, that, the, that their fervent prayers started soaking the atmosphere and the Spirit of God started hovering over that place. And then uh, a, a visiting speaker and preacher, evangelist, a guy called Duncan Campbell, came to the islands. And as he started preaching, because you know, normally the way God moves, it's the Word and the Spirit together. As he starts preaching with the fire of God on him, it was like that was the match that lit the whole thing. He was like the catalyst. And as he started preaching, the, the Spirit of God came down. The heavens were opened. And previously, sleeping and, 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 and lethargic saints start waking up. People, Christians that is, start becoming aware of their sin and repenting. Backsliders start coming back. And as a result, it starts overflowing, not just to, to people getting saved, but actually starts changing the very atmosphere of the place. Literally, the atmosphere changes. And it starts in that one church and that one village and it kind of spreads like a forest fire. It jumps to another village and another village until whole areas start getting ablaze with the glory of God. One writer described it like this. He says, the whole region seems, sat- I love this, saturated with God. Do you long for that again? He said, well, we haven't seen that before. Well, they hadn't seen people run a four minute mile. For many years, we'd never seen a mobile phone. But we now know it's possible. We now know you can live in a different way. And so we're praying, aren't we, in this season? Lord, we want you to do it again. Lord, not just over the church, but Lord, do something in us and then through us that it literally changes the atmosphere around us. Around us. Inside out, river flowing out. And then he continues, wherever people were... In their homes, fields, on the road. And these wherever people are not just Christians. This is all people around. They were awesomely aware of God's presence. Now what I'm not saying is a result of us 30 years, we are necessarily going to enter international revival. But I want to say, why not? Come on, Lord. (laughs) You know, it's going to involve a whole, you know, it doesn't need loads of people, but I'm sure there's a whole bunch of other people praying our nation. We need to kind of all, all, we're all together on the same side saying your kingdom come, your will be done. But what I am saying is over the next 30 days, let's believe that even, you know, sometimes things start small. Why not believe that as well as God doing a work in your life and in, in your circle of friends or family, let's believe for breakthroughs in our friendship circles, our neighborhoods, our places of work like never before. Had had this um, testimony in from one of our great kingdom ambassadors, school teacher. This person had been prayed for at one of our three days of prayer and fasting and suddenly something changed. This said, I've been praying for the school continually. Then there are other Christian parents who've also been praying. Another Kingsgate teacher joined the school over the last year and we have been praying together. Notice it starts with prayer. Out of the blue... I love that. In other words, suddenly. At the end of last term, I received a meeting request from the head, who is not a Christian. His words to me were, I recognize that our students are lost and they're seeking something. I also recognize that they're seeking things that are not healthy. They are lost, and I mean that in a spiritual sense. He also said he recognized that I had created a safe space for students and it created a home for many students who were struggling. He wanted me now to do this for the rest of the school from a spiritual perspective. So I put together a plan to involve Christian youth input, CU, assemblies, mentoring, and all the proposals have been accepted. Amen. 
Let's believe for pockets of this kind of breakout and breakthrough, not just over these 30 days, but as we enter into a new era like never before. Are you ready to see breakthrough like we've never seen before? Well, let's go for it like we've never, been, we've never done before, and let's believe for it like we've never done before in Jesus' name. Four questions I want to leave you with, just for you to take away. They're on the bottom of your notes. I want you to make some decisions, take them to your group, and make some decisions. Number one, how are you going to fast? If you haven't decided, hopefully I've given you enough to make a, a decision. Decide it and stick with it and watch what God's going to do. Secondly, who are you going to bless? Make this a daily prayer. Lord, who do you want to bless through me? And expect that God's going to use you. So how are you going to fast? Who are you going to bless? Number three, when are you going to pray? When are you going to pray? You know, I'm expecting an online stampede after this message to the website. People fighting over one another for prayer slots. But it's not just about, you know, do you know once we start praying these hours, I've already started finding it happening. It's almost like God releases a fresh prayer anointing. You find you're praying throughout the day in a new way. When are you going to pray? Then finally, what are you believing for in your life, in the people around you? And maybe in the the place of work or the neighborhood or the city or the community, the town or the village. Lord, let your kingdom come. Join with me. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we look to you as the Lord of the breakthrough. Ask that you would come and move in a new way in our lives and through our lives in Jesus' name. And in advance, Lord, we say it's all of grace. It's all what you've given us through Jesus Christ. We give him all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Come on, let's just give a shout of praise to the wonderful, glorious Jesus Christ. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords.